0: You're listening to the Just Giants Podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is
0: Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. 78 yards. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan. The best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the Football Grump, and with me, as always, is Mike, the cranky fan.
1: Grump, we're not the we're not the Dolphins.
0: Well, I, I, do we have to change the intro? <laughs> the best damn podcast for not the Dolphins.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's just the first thing that came to my mind as we began, uh, you know, broadcasting this on a Thursday night that. Uh, you know, as bad as everything looks right now, it could be worse. We could be deliberately trying to look this bad.
0: Yeah, so this and, is our uh, this is our game preview episode. But some uh, interesting headline today is Kareem Martin heads to IR for a knee sprain.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and I was wondering. I was going back through my notes for the week. Like, I don't even remember him being, you know, in like evaluation for something very serious. That was very shocking to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, news changes pretty quick nowadays. So we we recorded our episode Monday night. By Tuesday, Pat – or maybe it was Wednesday, Shermer reported Kareem Martin's injury as could take weeks, not days, and then the following day saying that they they placed him on IR. So that's it for him. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, I mean, potentially. He still has the option to come back.
1: That's true, but you know something if this team is way out of it when he comes back, is it even worth it?
0: Well, maybe for him, because it'll be likely that he'll be moving on to a new team, so he might want to add something to his resume
1: mm-hmm. or he may just want to be completely healthy when he goes on the open market too.
0: could be, but hey, you know, as we start this by saying we're not the dolphins, we're certainly not the jets,
1: uh. You know, it's a team that, you know, the the Giants right now are bad because they are in the middle of a rebuild. And we want to remind everybody, rebuilds don't take two weeks. They don't take one year. But having said that, the Jets have been a snakebit team since I was a tiny little grump and a tiny little crank. Um, And once again, you know, Sam Darnold goes down with mono. And for anybody out there who's had mono, it may be the worst thing that can happen to you. I had it. Actually. Did you? Yeah, it was, uh, I'll tell you one. It was New Year's Eve, 1994. I was driving to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl and got sick on the way there. And I was dead. I mean, I could barely move. Um, I was in a hotel for two days. I gathered up energy to go to the Sugar Bowl, but I was really out of it. And a drive 12 hours back to Tampa. Oof. Spent the next two spent the next two months in bed, and I just started my first job out of college. I think I had started on December first, and on December thirty first, I got mono. So it was like the worst possible timing. Fortunately, they held my job for me, but uh, it was one of those things where you go up to go to the bathroom, and you need to rest for eight hours after that trip to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, I actually got it my junior year of high school, and um, I missed so I got it. I want to say like late September, early October. So right when the school year started and I by like the second week of November had missed so much school already that they were telling me I had to come back to school or I would have to repeat the year because I just I couldn't go. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it really was like a three-month recovery for me.
1: Yeah, it's no joke. I, mean, I think it's one of those – things like chickenpox, the older you are, the worse it kind of impacts you too. Could be. So so that means for the Jets, you know, it's one of those, you you know, we talk about, oh, who should be the backup for the Giants? Well, if Eli goes down, the season's over. Well, (laughs) it's the same thing like with, you know, a guy like Sam Darnold, especially a guy who's, you know, these are his most important seasons. This is where he's getting his seasoning and his experience and, you know, learning how to control this team for, you know, the next decade. But, He's on the shelf, and you probably won't see him for. Oh, well, my guess would probably be at least eight games from now.
0: Yeah, I think I think people look at mono as an illness type injury rather than like a uh, a stress type injury to a muscle or a bone or a tendon, and think that it might be a quicker recovery. And you know. When I compare it to my experience, I acknowledge that I don't have the body, physique, or determination, or quite (laughs) frankly, even the need that a professional athlete does. I mean, there was no need for me to go to rush back to school. I wasn't getting paid to do it. You know, I could always take homeschool lessons, uh, which I ultimately had to do in the summer to make up some of the shit I missed. But I'm not kidding when I said that it took me three months to recover. I really like doing any amount of work was like a full day's work.
1: Yeah, it was the worst two months of my life. It really was because if it, it, you don't feel like you're getting better and there's really nothing you can do. No, there's I mean, really there's like, no medicine. Right. You just kind of lay there. I mean, I remember this was, you know, this is the winter of 1995. I watched so much bad MTV, like that horrible <laughs> It was, it was like ro- it was like real world LA i think was yep. constantly on and uh you know a, a very not a very good time for music on MTV i mean that's what you watch. you watch, you, know, you just sat there and you just lay there and you slept and you woke up and you slept and you woke up and oh uh, it was awful
0: in, in giants news though uh so to replace <laughs> kareem martin's spot on the roster they they signed a guy off of uh the pittsburgh steelers had cut him and just kind of were hoping they would sneak him back on over the weekend and the Giants snagged him. His name is uh Tuzar Skipper.
1: Sounds like sounds like he was a cult hero in, in Pittsburgh from all the things like he had a ton of sacks. You know, people were buying his jersey. I mean it was like one of those type of uh you know feel good stories and I think they just had too many linebackers and tried to sneak him through the practice squad and it didn't work.
0: Yeah. So you know, I I don't want to bolster too many uh high hopes from Giants fans, but you know, he may not just be a scrub to fill a spot. He may actually be a rotational piece in this defense. Yeah. But yeah. but it's hard for me to say. I really don't know a whole lot about him. You know, hopefully this weekend I'll have a minute to kind of go through some of his stuff and give you like an actual breakdown of what I think he's good at and where he might fit on this defense before the Sunday's game, which we shit didn't even get to. This Sunday, one o'clock, Met Life home opener um, against the Buffalo Bills, the one and zero Buffalo Bills.
1: <laughs> this is probably the most scared of the Buffalo Bills I've been since Super Bowl twenty five. To be very honest, I just uh, I know it's the the Bills have been in a rebuilding project since most of you people have been born. Um, I just feel like this matchup kind of scares me right now. This uh Allen's gonna be throwing a ton, I think. And <laughs> as you saw last week, we you know, we have a lot of communication and inexperienced problems in the secondary and I think, think the matchup isn't very good right now for us.
0: Well, I was at oh I was I was driving to the, the Cowboys Giants game when the jets bills game was going on and you know I, I watched the jets just start putting up points and i was like oh this game's over and then i saw nothing of it until halftime at the giants game when they threw scores up on that monstrous scoreboard and i couldn't believe my that the jets lost that game so i've since rewatched this game and i've got to tell you there's a lot of people i that i talk to on twitter that think this game is going to be some kind of cakewalk I really don't think that's so.
1: Yeah, I don't think Buffalo should be thinking that right now. I, well, <laughs> I don't think this a cakewalk. I, I am, I am kind of very nervous that this is one of these games where the season could start slipping away very quickly if they lose a game like this. And you know, I'm not that convinced right now that the Giant roster is any better than than Buffalo's.
0: No, well, I mean, quite frankly, you know. I'm I think anybody who's followed me on Twitter knows I'm no fan of Josh Allen as a quarterback, but what I can say, you know, he might be spotty with his accuracy, um, and that might even be putting it lightly. but he's certainly very comfortable when flushed out of the pocket. I mean, I watched the whole Jets game. If pressure comes to him from one side or the other, He's just going to be able to run freely and comfortably out the other side away from the pressure. He's fast enough to get away with it – get away from it, I should say. He's poised enough to keep his eyes downfield while he does it and he's got the arm strength to sling it even if he's going across his body. You know, his accuracy, you know, maybe it's not so good but, you know, a lot of those scramble gel plays, we see receivers kind of slip away from their coverage unnoticed. And he's got the strength to sling it about 50, 60 yards while on the move and really turn a, a good pass rush play into a touchdown. So I'm – I you know, in a, in a game where I watch the pass rush do virtually nothing, I'm a little worried that the pass rush is not going to be able to contain Josh Allen. Yeah,
1: and then I think, you know, if he – he can scramble and buy some extra time for his receivers. We, you know, we we saw last week, we saw a secondary that's not quite all on the same page just yet. So yeah. the more time he has back there before he has to release, the better chance he's going to find a receiver that's open.
0: I, I really think is one of my keys to the game here is it's important based on what I saw from the – and I don't know if this is game planning on Sean McDermott's part or, or what – But a a, a backfield that had Devin Singletary and Frank Gore didn't run the ball for like 20 consecutive plays. They didn't run the ball for like the whole first fucking quarter. Mm, Sounds familiar. (laughs) Well, nice. Self-burn. Yeah. But but my concern here is uh, a game where we did a good job stopping the run but struggled against the passes. They're really going to have to make the Bills run the ball with their two very good running backs. So, you know, and it's going to come down to making them not just defending pass plays, but make them lose yardage on it. So the, the pressure on Josh Allen has to come from up the middle, that Dexter Lawrence spot, you know, in some cases, the Dalvin Tomlinson spot, force him to make a decision whether he's going to run left or right and hopefully have him run into a defensive end that's kind of containing him in that pocket, letting, letting the pocket collapse naturally from all sides rather than one guy leak out from one side and just let him run out the other way. On the offensive side of the ball, there's going to be some problems here. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I don't think, has been officially ruled out yet. I don't know if you know. Uh, if he's not
1: been ruled out,
0: I mean... It's I mean, very it, recording.
1: We're recording this on a Thursday night and he's still in the percussion... percussion... <laughs> on the concussion protocol.
0: yeah. Yeah, so it's it's highly unlikely that Sterling Shepard is going to play as of this moment. Um, in addition to that, Cody Latimer snuck up on uh, the injury report this week. I'm not sure he's really ruled out or anything. And Darius Slayton still has not come off with the hamstring injury. Golden Tate is still on uh, the suspension list. That really – I mean I expect Cody Latimer to play – in a limited capacity. Um, you know, Benny Fowler has proven himself okay. They've re-signed TJ Jones. You know, Evan Ingram is now your main receiving threat. Here here's my, my number one key to this game, and it's real short and simple. Run the fucking ball. Run it. Run
1: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna amend that, uh, Grump. Run the fucking ball with twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see a third and one and a fullback trying to get the one yard. I want to see my weapon, the best weapon. I think in the division, I want him not only just touches it to have touches, but touches in important spots on the field, third down, you know, type where you flip the field, go for the home run. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know what we're going to save him for. But, you know, we, our only chance to win these games is having your best weapons on the field and being used properly. And right now, when we really only have two threats on the offense, between him and Evan Ingram, they need to carry the yeoman's work.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't care if Pat Schirmer thinks that, you know, the entire defense is keying in on Barkley. Show me it. Show me them yeah, stop, stop them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really
1: starting to not care what Pat Schirmer thinks, period. Yeah. So he started to say that sentence, I like, kind of like, I'm going to cut you off right here. I mean, he has to kind of start showing himself. You know, we're now in his going to be his 18th game as the head coach of the New York football giants. And it's a very important season for him to get credibility with this fan base. You know, if we're going to be going through a rebuild, which we are, we need to have confidence that the right people are running the ship to you know the right schemes are being put in place, the right play calling, the right talent evaluation. I'm not talking what's being acquired by Gettleman. I'm saying how they're being used by Shermer and his staff. And you know, it, it was an unimpressive start for week one, and we get it. They played a good Dallas team. It was probably better than we thought we were. But they're playing a, a team on paper they should beat, a team at home, there's no excuses. And if we see kind of this, you know, very laxadaisical play calling or lack of aggressiveness by the head coach and questionable decision making, people are going to start getting pissed and start grumbling, you know, for you know, others as being angry for losing, whether this guy is the right guy for us or not. So this is an important, I think, an important game for him to start turning those opinions around.
0: I agree with you. Um, I, I don't know that the smart thing to do is to outthink the opponent. I mean we're, we're on a team now where you, – like you've said, we've really only got two weapons and uh, I don't think you should give up on them and try to be cute until you've, you've seen that they're able to stop those two weapons. Otherwise, just keep fucking doing it.
1: Yeah, we don't have the talent – you know, in a perfect situation without injuries, right. To outsmart them with other talent that we have, and now that we're, you know, we're we're so thin at at wide receiver that, you know, you to say I'm going to be cute and do something different when you, you know, you don't, you have talent that's barely NFL roster material.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, I'm not ready to put the ball in Eli's hands for 45 times a game with the our best foot forward of Benny Fowler, Cody Latimer, perhaps, and Evan Ingram and, you know, TJ Jones. It's really a, an ugly mess at wide receiver at the moment. And, and once
1: again, and I was saying, once again, this is where we, I feel like we just waste our time in August worrying about these battles. When, what are we battling? You know, <laughs> rearranging chairs on the, uh, the Titanic deck, you know?
0: And quite frankly, I'm a little bit worried. You you touched on it a little bit, Uh, the secondary. This is a very good wide receiver group here. I mean they're not outstanding, but John Brown is really fast. And quite frankly, Josh Allen has the arm strength to hit him deep. Zay Jones I really liked out of college has sure hands and is a good possession receiver. And Cole Beasley has been a thorn in the Giants' side the whole time he was in Dallas. They really have a nice mix of guys there. And I would like to say on a talent level we have a nice mix of guys in the secondary, but they haven't shown their their talents in the regular season yet. Not one of them has looked good in the mm-hmm. one game they played. So I'm pretty worried we're going to watch Josh Allen chew up the field.
1: It's a, it's a big concern
0: of mine. And, you know... You might look at the stat line from the Jets game and see like, oh, Josh Allen had like four turnovers in the first half against the Jets. A lot of those were, you know, admittedly on him, you know, you've got a low pass that was a deflected interception. I think he fumbled at one point. He definitely fumbled a snap. I know that one. Um, He threw a couple other near picks. But you look at the Jets secondary and the talent that they have there with guys like Jamal Adams, Marcus May, you know, and the likes – we're not really dealing with NFL proven talent on our roster yet. Um, you know, guys like CJ Mosley playing uh middle linebacker. I mean, he had a pick six in that game. A lot of it was just Jets defenders in the right place at the right time, not really, you know, Buffalo's this bumbling mess. And it was evident that when they cleaned up those mistakes at halftime that the Jets from the get go, didn't really have what it took to to beat that team,
1: mm-hmm. and without any significant pass rush at all, we're not going to disrupt the 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 tempo and the balance of what that offense can do. So, you know, turnovers are often caused by an upset, you know, disruption of what they're trying to do. You know, a, a big pass rush forces the quarterback to make a decision he doesn't want to do or make a throw he doesn't want to make. Uh, you're not, you know, when you were out of pass rush, you're not going to see those things as much. So, you know, and and Allen in his second year is, you know, a lot more comfortable than he was last year. So,
0: Oh, it's evident. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of worries me a little bit is, you know, defensively for Buffalo, I'm not too worried. If If the Giants were at full strength, I would feel a little bit better about it. But if there's one spot I could pinpoint, it's like the little grouping of uh, Ed Oliver, Star Lotulelei, and Jerry Hughes uh, make up for a good little front section there. And I think it's this is a good test for the interior of the line. So you know, against the Cowboys, you're really kind of worried about um, um, Demarcus Lawrence and I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. Is it Armstrong or whatever? Uh, on the other end, now we've got this internal group with with Jerry Hughes, kind of with the speed rush. It's not I, I would like to see how you know Jalapio and Kevin Zeitler and Will Hernandez deal with the the speed of Ed Oliver and the strength of Star Lotulule, and that's going to be key, really, if they're gonna if they're going to lean on Saquon Barkley.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing that scares me a little more
0: is their secondary.
1: It's a pretty decent secondary, it's, so you know.
0: It's again, okay.
1: It's, I mean, it's decent. I, I, I think for the the the, the talent they're going to be covering, I think it will be. You know, it, they have the advantage. Yeah. So. Yeah, not, there's a lot of red flags in this game coming up. I'm really, I'm very concerned about it.
0: I am too. Yeah. Um the the one thing with the secondary that i think is working their favors is that Taron Johnson their nickel corner has not practiced this week he's got a hammy at at this point i think he might be looking at not playing and that's a huge that's a huge get because i believe their 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 now falls to their dime corner i would think Saran Neal um whom i know very little about mm-hmm. um unless and I know unless, he's in even less yeah unless they push uh Tredavious White into the nickel spot and move Kevin Johnson in there. Um, But either way, it becomes weaker as a whole if they do that. So, I mean, they don't have to be spectacular to cover this injury-riddled group of wide receivers, but I'm a little bit less concerned about, about that because I think, if anything, they'll be dinking and dunking in this game, and I think that... No amount of secondary talent is really going to shut that down because it's like quick game. It's really more about defensive line stuff for me. I'm a little worried about if, if there's no run game in this game, then they're fucked. That's that's pretty much how yeah. I'm looking at. it. I'm already looking well, if at the no running game. Situation this
1: season is, is fucked, basically. I mean that, that, that might be the uh, you know, the overriding theme of this entire year. If yeah. they can't or won't establish a running game with Barkley, the season's over. They're the worst team in the league.
0: Yeah, could be. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I'm a little bit more worried about the defensive line right now. If if I felt like the secondary was super weak and we were at full strength at wide receiver with Shepard and Tate and Ingram and Latimer, I, I, I would worry a little bit less about the defensive line, I guess, because we could always bank on throwing. But here, I mean, they've got to rely on Barkley to do some things in this game to have a fighting chance here. And so I'm really interested to see how that revamped interior group where you've now got a full year of experience for Will Hernandez. Jalapio is now at full strength. He looked okay in that first game. And and new cover Kevin Zeitler, who's might be the best graded offensive lineman on the team, could be. I I think he was. So if they can handle that group and that there is a commitment to run the ball, I feel pretty good about everything else that can happen on, on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Are uh, you ready for a prediction?
0: I am. Yeah, I I I think that they win this one, but I think it's a squeaker, and I think it's a it comes as a real wake up call for the uh, the Giants fans that kind of thought that the Dallas game was out of their reach or you know, whatever. They there's there's a continuum of Giant fans that really thinks that this game is gonna be a cakewalk and I think that this squeaker right here is going to be a shock treatment in just how much this roster is still in rebuild mode. And I, I think this one comes down to twenty seventeen and I think a lot of it comes down to the strength of uh Rosas's reg.
1: I really want to know what Giant fan thinks this is a cakewalk. And I really want them to ask themselves.
0: I'm I'm telling you, they're out there.
1: Don't tell me about Giant's Twitter because most of you guys are are delusional. I mean, it's just knowing where we are right now in the turnaround and knowing how we performed last week and knowing the current health situation of this team, what makes you think that this team can beat anybody and then anybody in a cakewalk? I mean, I know you see the Buffalo Bills uniform and you think this is the dreadful team that they were. They're not as dreadful as they were, but this giant team is in no position to assume they're beating anybody. You're right. And a cakewalk, you guys are out of your mind. Um, I think we did our off-season you know, super quick uh, predictions. I think I had us in a win here. Yeah. I don't think this team knows how to win yet. And the way they were coached and executed last week they were trying not to lose. Uh, I don't know if you can just turn the switch after one week. I'm, I think they're going to lose, and I think it might be a little worse than people think. I, I, I see something like a twenty-four ten. Okay. Like I just, you know, even if they use Barkley to his maximum potential, you know that they're going to have the the. Uh, line of scrimmage, are going to be stacking the box more. They know they're going to be challenging us to throw more. And we just haven't seen it yet that we have a a, a passing game plan. Forget Eli. Eli isn't the problem right now. It's just the commitment to trying to throw the ball more than just a dump-off pass or something behind the line of scrimmage. A lot of things have to change on a dime for, for success to happen in the passing game. I don't think we're there yet. And I don't think this coaching staff believes in it. So I, I think we're going to lose something like twenty-four to ten. I think it's going to be a very ugly crowd. You know, people leaving early and just that—you know—that aura that we got last October, November. Or we're going to see it in, on September fifteenth. I hope I'm wrong, but you're very right to be right. Yeah, nothing to me is pointing right now that all of a sudden we're going to see a a marked change from last week in schematically game plan play calling health of the team and a commitment to doing the things have to get done to win
0: yeah I, I agree that this is either gonna be a tight game or uh, a real halftime empty crowd I, I think that there's a real chance that they jump out early and never look back so I'm with you it's it's definitely possible Um I guess I'm trying to be a little bit more os- optimistic. I'm also trying to not blow Sunshine up the up the Bills' ass. I mean, uh, you know, I can't completely look away from a first half that had four turnovers. I mean— Turnovers happen, though.
1: I mean, turnovers
0: are— Four and turn- one half is is excessive. It happens. Uh, I mean, it just—it it, happens. It, but it, it, not- it also, if you watch it, there should have been about six. There was one interception that was dropped— that was like a sure interception by Marcus May. You know, it, it really was, and I think there was a fumble that was recovered by the Bills too. So I mean, that this was a sloppy game that they started in, in the first half. I, I, I'm, you know, they got better, so I'm not like saying that this team is a mess, but I can't completely look away from it a, a, as you know, oh, you know, they just you know knocking the rust off. Like it, it was, it was pretty ugly football for the Bills in the first half.
1: Yeah, you know, we we all flipped around the league this week and we were watching other games and stuff, and we saw a lot of that grossness all over the league. I mean, the facts are the facts that as long as teams don't care about preseason football with an eye towards a regular season, you're going to see some, you know, pretty gross games first week one, week two. And you know, some teams may look better coming out of the gate than others, and things like four turnovers, I mean, how many... How many halves the rest of the season you think the Bills have four turnovers? How many times do you see four turnovers in the league and a half? Handful?
0: Well, it depends. Are the Giants are going to play Nathan? Uh, the, the Bills are going to put Nathan Peterman in a quarterback anytime? <laughs> I think he had five picks in one quarter or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But no, I understand what you're saying. What I what I'm saying is I can't just discount all of that to Russ. I think there is some sloppiness there. I think there are some serious accuracy issues with Allen. Uh, you know, he's getting better, he's growing, but I still think you know, th- th- those kind of things turnovers really do change the game. I mean, we look at the Bears game last year. A game the Giants had no business being in. I don't care who played quarterback, but the fact is on the first play of the game was a pick six for Alec Ogletree. Flip the script on how that whole game was played. Yeah. It kept them in the game. So, you know, what I'm looking at here is two touchdowns for the Giants and two field goals. I think is attainable, especially if you consider mistake, big mistakes by Buffalo at some point in the game. You know, what I'm more worried about is this defense keeping the Bills from throwing at will. That's really the big thing for me. Is I, th- I think it's totally reasonable the Giants get 20 points. Whether or not they keep the Bills from scoring is up to how well they play.
1: I mean, uh, let's put everything in perspective, too. I mean, Buffalo is not a playoff team. I mean, we're not no. talking... We're playing at Patriots this week, and that's why I'm frightened. I just, right now, don't think this Giant team can even beat teams like Buffalo. I have to be proven wrong. And I think that the matchup with them attempting to throw a lot kind of really scares me at this moment. So that's why I'm kind of picking the way I'm picking.
0: No, I'm with you. All right. So be sure to follow us on Twitter throughout the weekend as we get ready for uh, this matchup. We will be at the stadium a little bit early. Um, we're going to hit the Jameson room, I think probably a little bit before 12. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I'll be taking the early train out there. So we'll be, uh, if you are going to the game, you go to the Jameson room on the first level. Come by, look for two idiots. <laughs>
0: You'll see one in a Manning jersey, and what grump would you be wearing? Um, you know what? I have not yet worn my Barkley jersey, not yet. So this this will be the game I break it out. Why not?
1: Hmm. I would be really happy if Pat Shurmur broke out his Barkley yeah. player.
0: That would be, along yeah. with you breaking out your jersey. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's fair then, right? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. I'll wear my Barkley jersey. So, so the, yeah, pick out the guy in the Manning and the Barkley jersey. <laughs> yeah!
1: There won't be too many of those. Yeah, yeah.
0: You'll see us easy. Um, but if you're not going to the game or if you are in the Jameson room and you're not sure if we're there, you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at football underscore grump.
1: I am the Cranky fan and let's have a little game. The first person who finds us and says, hey, you're the grump or you're the cranky fan, I'll buy you Jameson and Coke.
0: Yeah, there you go. you get a drink.
1: Yeah. Let's see who's actually listening to this thing.
0: (laughs) And let's see who's a real alcoholic too. Yeah, nice. Join join the club. Um, uh, And as always, this show can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Podbean
1: there's some other things I found it's on tonight too I can't find them right now but there are other sites so basically if you listen to podcasts and you subscribe to podcasts we are on that subscription service there you go it's free it's free subscribe to us give us a 5 star rating
0: and give tell your app. friends seriously
1: yeah give us a happy review tell all your giant fans friends listen to these two dork <laughs> may have something to say there you
0: go <laughs> All right, guys, until Sunday, let's go Giants. Go Giants.